Okay, well, let's turn to that big overarching issue that dominated throughout uh, Brexit. Uh, I thought there were some really telling parts in the book where you, uh, I mean, obviously at the start, you talk about some of the sort of big questions that she had to deal with and you try to sort of um, say why, almost why they felt insurmountable to you yeah. to actually to deal with it. Things like obviously the lost election, therefore the loss of the majority, the red lines that she had already put out when you triggered Article 50, um, the sequencing of the talks and, and issues like that. I think one of the most interesting things, obviously we're talking about it again at the moment, is North Northern Ireland yeah. and you mentioned a moment where you were over in Northern Ireland and what an eye-opener it was for you having these conversations and that looking back now your notes sound a bit naive when you said that you wished that um, MPs could come over to hear from people to understand uh, Northern Ireland and why the issues. Um, do you, I mean you say that it, it was probably naive to think that that would have swayed their minds but do you think actually we did need a much better understanding of Northern Ireland the the issues that um, it would cause for the eventual Brexit deal and is that part of the problem that we're facing at the moment yes right <laughs> so um, a very leading question for so, you there. <laughs> so but I mean look just taking a step back the yeah. chapter you're referring to is my favorite chapter of the book so that there's a chapter where it actually came from a conversation with Nick Robinson right who was telling me this story about some bloke who'd come up to him in a pub and said why is this bloody Brexit thing taking so long? Um, and so the chapter is an attempt to explain to people why it was so difficult to resolve. Yeah. Um, but Northern Ireland is at the heart of that. And I suppose my fundamental argument would be that we never had an honest debate in this country about what the real choices were in terms of the kind of Brexits yeah. that were available. Um, the logical consequence of Brexit... Uh, certainly the kind of Brexit that the Prime Minister uh, would want, where you, you're completely out of the EU's regulatory orbit, is a border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. Mm. You know, if you're an independent country that is not in regulatory alignment with its neighbours and is not in some kind of customs union with its neighbours, you have customs checks and you have reg regulatory checks when goods cross your border. And that is not an acceptable uh, answer in, Northern Ireland, you know, in terms of the Northern Ireland-Ireland border and we've never really fronted up to what the actual choices were. If you think back to the 2018 conference mm. when Boris was campaigning against Chequers, he was telling everyone, I'm going to get a trade deal for the whole of the UK with no Northern Ireland protocol. Mm. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't think we ever had that honest debate and the meeting you're referring to, the Prime Minister met with a number of community leaders who were telling her just how worried they were about the combination of the Brexit argument and the absence of devolved government in Northern Ireland and how mm. it was dragging Northern Ireland back. And it had a profound impression on her. And you know, my observation would be too many people in our politics are complacent that the progress that we've seen in Northern Ireland is guaranteed to stick. Mm. And I don't think it is. And I think the whole way we have handled that issue is putting that progress at risk.